Before we begin this episode, we wanted to say that our hearts go out to everyone affected by the tragic events at the Waukesha Holiday Parade. We stand in solidarity with our Waukesha community. If you or someone you know would like to speak to someone about distress or trauma caused by this event, please call the Disaster Distress Helpline at 1-800-985-5990. This helpline is available 24-7 365 days a year, and we will be sharing more resources on our website underneath this podcast episode. If you find yourself triggered at any time during this podcast, please feel free to pause and take care of you. You are not alone, and support is available. Hello, and welcome to the Women's Center's Wednesday Workshop a podcast that shares helpful insight for survivors, community members, and service providers alike. The Women's Center is based out of Waukesha, Wisconsin. We welcome and serve survivors of all ages, races, gender identities, sexual orientations, abilities, nationalities, and immigration statuses. The mission of the Women's Center is to provide safety, shelter, and support to empower all impacted by domestic abuse, sexual violence, child abuse, and trafficking. Each episode will feature instruction on a healing topic, and today our topic is traumaversaries. We are your hosts. My name is Marissa. I am the adult domestic violence advocate here with the Women's Center. And my name is Crystal. I am the director of advocacy and support services. So let's start out by defining what a traumaversary is. So this can be the date or days where traumatic events occurred. This may also be known as anniversary reactions. They tend to be time-specific, so this could look like the birthday of someone who is no longer alive, a date of an incident, a natural disaster, a medical emergency, things sort of of that nature. Traumaversaries can also be seasonal experiences as well. This could be certain times of year, so this could be winter, the back-to-school time, summer, fall. This can also look like former wedding or dating anniversaries with individuals you are no longer with. These reactions are a signal that you are still working on moving through your trauma. These can be extremely common and they are a normal part of the grieving and healing process. And this doesn't mean that you aren't healing correctly. And we're going to go into a little bit more about why this happens. We're talking about what the impact traumaversaries have on our brain. So normally, everyday moments are filtered throughout our thoughts, feelings, and then are eventually stored or encoded into our long or short-term memory. With perceived trauma, this goes straight to our brain's alarm center. A lot of individuals may have heard of an alarm reaction center referencing fight, flight, or freeze. So regular filtration and processing does not take place during this alarm center response. And the brain holds on to these quick clues, fraction of a second, without a conscious effort. All that the brain took in during these traumatic events becomes a label of being traumatic and then how to respond cautiously. Our brains are incredibly powerful and also very resilient. When in a calm, neutral state, we may be able to um, use logic or reason to make decisions and control emotions. But when we are traumatized, different parts of our brain react. 
So first and foremost, there is the frontal lobe. So when somebody is traumatized or when they experience a traumatized event, the prefrontal cortex becomes over or underreactive. And what that means is individuals may struggle to unlearn trauma reactions that once kept you safe. Another part of the brain that is impacted is the limbic system. So at this, it, in this part of the brain, the amygdala becomes extra sensitive to potential threats. The hippocampus is also highly impacted. So individuals may struggle to learn new information that can counteract previous experiences. So when we are triggered, especially for individuals who experience extreme trauma, our limbic system overpowers our brain and directs how we respond. But there's some definite conflicting thought patterns that also occur. As much as we may rationally know that a situation is not dangerous, the different parts of our brain that function in the trauma, such as the frontal lobe and the limbic system that we just mentioned, essentially fight for control. The limbic system overpowers our rational thinking skills, causing triggered responses to situations we may know are actually safe. This can be very frustrating for survivors and making us feel like we're in constant conflict with ourselves. And that can reappear during a traumaversary, even if that is no longer something you regularly experience in your day-to-day. There may be feelings of frustration, anger, and guilt. Um, This could be about the process or pace of healing, Um, maybe feeling like you're healing too slowly, even though you're not. Um, And this may also be guilt about survival. Avoidance is also a particularly common response. So individuals may avoid reminders of these past events. They may try to attempt to treat this anniversary as an ordinary day, and that is completely valid. Um, This can also look like remembrance or reflection. So this could be a time of looking inward, recognizing your growth, um, and utilizing your support system during this healing process. And this also looks like understanding that this experience isn't your fault and that you did what you could to stay safe. So alongside those emotional reactions, there may be some physical reactions as well. So um, maybe the signs that your body produces when you are anxious. So uh, increased heart rate, um, fast breathing, um, difficulty concentrating. You may have changes in your appetite or sleep. Um, You may feel more attached or or feel like you're having more outbursts during this time too. These can happen because we're, we're experiencing the, that fight, flight, or freeze response again, kind of like how Crystal was mentioning. This is the body's natural response to alert us that something may be off. The length of these reactions can differ from person to person. And with that in mind, there isn't really one right way to prepare for or feel about a trauma anniversary, and it can be difficult to predict how a trauma anniversary will impact you. So because there's no right way to prepare for how you're going to feel at this trauma anniversary, it's really important to practice the ways in which we cope prior to a trauma anniversary so that they are readily available to you when you are experiencing some of that hypervigilance that Marissa had talked about. So some of the things you can do to prepare is if you'd like to mark your calendar, so you if you know the date, plan around it. So by planning around it, it means maybe um, creating a support system, taking back that day. Also, it's really important to be gentle with yourself. 
whatever the reactions or responses you have on this day, it is not, it is not a setback limit, any avoidable stress because your body is already going to be holding on to a lot of it. So if we can limit other external stressors during that day, your body will thank you. But most importantly, it's to know which coping tools work for you. So practicing grounding, practicing the tools of deep breathing or going out for a walk or journaling or meditation, anything that can help you ground or redirect that stress reaction or that feeling because there's no right way or wrong way for you to react in this moment as long as you are coping in the best way possible. For this episode in particular, we will be including um, a safety plan that you may wish to follow for a traumaversary, as well as a little bit of additional information on what um, this anniversary reaction or traumaversary might be. We are also going to be including a, a safety visualization. It's a short video that can help you create feelings of safety just with your mind. So this could look like a place that you're familiar with that you have physically felt safe in in the past, or maybe a scenario in which you feel like you could be safe. Highly recommend you check out that video as well as the resources that we're going to include. Other ways you may find to cope with traumaversaries is again to reclaim the day. So you could create a ritual that's just yours. So writing a letter to yourself or somebody else lighting a candle, creating that safe space to feel, whether in, uh, in your physical presence or within your mind. Um, and this can be a day where you might feel like you can really start to take your power back. Um, I've heard individuals refer to this as a freedom day or a healing day or an empowerment day. You get to choose whatever you want to name this day and whatever this day means for you also really important to try to seek out support as you feel comfortable. Um, knowing that isolation might fuel some of these negative reactions and it might help to find safe people to confide in, whether that's um, friends, family members, community members, hotlines, therapists, advocates, individuals that you feel safe talking to and you feel like will understand your experience related to trauma. Lastly, it could also help to maybe try to automate some tasks for tomorrow. Um, it can be really hard to get through a traumaversary when you're also trying to think about everything you've got going on on your plate the next day or within the next week. So it could help in advance to try to set alarms ahead of time, put extra reminders on your phone, writing lists, automating whatever you can ahead of this day so that this day can be especially gentle. I want you to remember that this feeling is temporary. The um, more intense feelings of a traumaversary often do subside within days or weeks. And as cliche as it is, oftentimes this does get better with time and practice as well. Um, we know that holidays or birthdays or, or other anniversaries can be difficult for survivors as they can be a reminder of another year that has passed and that can cause anxiety or sadness. Remember though that anniversary reactions can provide that opportunity for healing and for taking your power back by reclaiming the day. And by acknowledging, recognizing, listening to those feelings that surface within you, we can work through that natural grieving process and find that way to heal that actually does make sense to us. 
And this can allow us to develop some more perspective and give that perspective room and, and really develop and process those feelings. Remember that you are a survivor. And when you're dealing with a traumaversary, there is no right or wrong way to do this and that you can do what's best for you. You're not alone in this process and support is available. As Marissa has mentioned, it would also be a great opportunity to look at the additional topics that are already posted on previous podcasts that address some of these um, tools that we have referenced today. So they are staying grounded in turbulent times, self-care and emotional safety planning, reclaiming your space, identity after abuse, who am I, and also trauma and the body. And finally, another podcast to reference is one titled Healing at the Holidays. As we enter the season of the different holidays that people can celebrate and the reactions and the responses that surround them, especially as we've just talked about traumaversaries, it'll be an important reminder that there are tools specific to this time of year that individuals can reference and respond with. Um, and knowing that supports is a big component of that. So remembering to utilize the Women's Center 24-hour hotline during this time. Thank you so much for joining us to learn more about traumaversaries. Our next episode will be about red flags in relationships. The Women's Center focuses our work in partnering with clients to overcome barriers and to gain a life free from violence. Our work is grounded in equity, upheld by inclusion, accountability, self-reflection, and continual growth. We believe that it's important for survivors to feel seen and heard. We believe that Black Lives Matter because we cannot end violence without addressing the distinct injustices that Black and Indigenous people of color face. We know that all forms of oppression are ultimately connected, and when we center individuals most impacted, we're also supporting survivors who have faced any form of violence. While we are not experts in anti-racism work, we aspire to be allies in this movement. We all have a responsibility to contribute to unlearning racism and intersecting forms of oppression that take place in our communities. If you would like to talk with an advocate about your own experience with abuse, please call our 24-hour hotline at 262-542-3828. Learn more about the Women's Center at www twcwaukesha.org and find the resources mentioned on this episode by clicking resources then podcasts on our website. If you are in the greater Milwaukee area, we also host an in-person Wednesday workshop on the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month. That is by pre-registration, so please be sure to call the hotline for more information and to register. Thank you so much for listening and be well.